0: So 2 Kings 5, my title is uh, Found a Spot. He was a brave soldier. He was a great leader. He was highly regarded by his king and his men. But one day he's looking in the mirror and he sees a spot. Now, for some of us, that's not a rare thing. It's pretty regular. But this wasn't acne, it wasn't a pimple or a boil. This was leprosy. And he knew, as everybody knew in those days, there was no cure. So this would have meant immediate panic. Uh, looking forward uh, to a life of misery Uh, and the nightmares just begun. And all started when he found this one spot, when he noticed this one spot. Now, I went uh, recently, uh, I think it was a week last Saturday, uh, to the supermarket. Normally, when I go there, there's a half a dozen cars in a huge car park. But uh, when I went last time, uh, there was no room in the car park virtually. Uh, and I twigged straight away what had happened because I had passed hundreds of people lying in the street uh, on the way to the supermarket. And what had happened was, well, I guessed uh, it was a, a funeral. Was uh, cortege was coming past a little girl who had been diagnosed maybe five or six years ago with some awful disease had finally passed away. And my knee jerk reaction was not to shout, "Why? Where are you, God?" But to just grieve over, well, this is what sin does. This is what sin does. This is what sin does to God. This is what sin does to everybody in our world, you, me, and everybody else. Now, in, in the story that uh, Rachel read, the brave soldier's name was Naaman, and uh, the spot was leprosy. And uh, I just couldn't help uh, thinking when, when I saw that uh, the, all those people come in and realize what was, what was going on, that the spot of sin just causes misery. Misery. My sin, you are sin, their sin, whoever they are. Boris' is sin, Keir is sin, and everybody else's sin. Prince Andrew's sin, and everybody else's sin just causes... You know, it seems to be just a spot, perhaps, to us. Sometimes it seems to be so insignificant and innocuous, but actually it is devastating, pernicious, God's world has been poisoned by sin, contaminated. All of us, everything, nothing is like what it was. Everything has felt the effect of of sin. You know, um, acorns and and earwigs, everything has has felt the the shockwave from sin. Nothing is as it should be. I'm not, you are not. Freak weather, uh, an earthquake yesterday, was it, uh, caused... By some uh, volcano under the sea in the Pacific, they're talking about big waves now, uh, potentially flooding Tonga and, and Australia and the United States, because they're either side, uh, they, you know, on, on the alert. There's the pandemic that still rumbles on Now, why? See, regarding that little girl, apparently in the end, nothing could be done. And regarding Naaman. Regarding his leprosy, there was nothing that could be done. Nobody could do anything now but God. And if you read the story, and I'm not going to into analyzing the story, but you can read it yourself, you realize how good God is because Naaman, on behalf of his king, had conquered bits of Israel and taken some prisoners. And one of the prisoners he employs as a servant to his wife. And it just so happens that this is the goodness of God, that this servant knows about Elisha, knows about Elisha's God, and therefore can give advice to Naaman's wife and say, look, I know your husband, he's got leprosy and he's panicking and you were both distraught, but maybe why don't you swallow your pride? Why don't you go all the way down to Israel Find this man of God, Elisha, and maybe the God of Elisha will heal your husband. Naaman, I could imagine, was not interested, but he's desperate, desperate. He'll try anything. I don't know if you've ever known anybody in this situation, but. friend of mine, some years ago, went into hospital with something fairly routine. Within a day, they discover he's got something awful, and now he is desperate. wasn't before, but now he knows. And he has name, and he's desperate. So it, this could be his last chance, last throw of the dice, last chance of life. Now, I say that there are lots of details, and they're, they're tremendous. There's probably four, four or five sermons for somebody decent on this, but I'm not going to go there now. Uh It all boils down to one simple act of obedience on Naaman's part. Elisha says, do this and you'll be cured. You'll be washed clean. You'll be healed. Don't do it. You won't be. It was that simple. Just one simple act of obedience. Do what Elisha tells you. Do do what God's man tells you. Do what God says. Now, of course, if you do read the passage, you realize initially uh, Naaman goes to the wrong man. He's sent to the wrong place. How often does that happen? It happens, that does, you know? I remember I'd taken an assembly in a, a comprehensive school just before Christmas, and, uh, you know, literally I had about five minutes the, with a secondary school there and t- giving the gospel, and the deputy head coming up, never met him before, coming up afterwards and saying, see, what you said, see, about uh, the gospel there, you know, about Jesus. See, I was, a, I was a student. He said, we were all on a rugby tour. We were in the pub now getting drunk, and one of the boys, he was just down. He was just so depressed, and I said to him, we were all saying to him, what's the matter? Cheer up, man. Try this, try that. And in the end, he said, he, he got up, he put his pint down, and he said, I need to be saved. And he said, he went off, and we didn't see him for hours, and when he came back, he said he'd been saved by Jesus Christ. See, so, you now, you know, he, he would have gone to the wrong people, wouldn't he? In asking his mates, what do you think I should do? I'm feeling guilty about my sin. Now, Here's Naaman. Did he expect some whistles and bells, flashing lights and angels singing? Perhaps he did. He, he, he expected perhaps some uh, hocus pocus, some magical incantation over them. Uh, but it, 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 there was no complex cue. It was just do. What God says. It was that simple. Just do what Elisha says. Because when Elisha is the man of God. Elisha is telling you what God says. If Elisha says, look, just go to the river. I know you think you've got better rivers in Damascus. Just go to the river. And if he says, bathe in it. Not five times, not four times, but seven times. And then do it. Do what he says. What have we got to lose? And uh, Naaman does that. He obeys. And astonishingly, he's healed. Maybe there were no angels singing. Maybe there was no flash of light. Maybe no violins in the background. But he was healed. And he acknowledges that he's healed and acknowledges the true and living God. It's It's a wonderful, simple story. Now, Naaman could organize a military campaign. He could lead a raiding party. He could command the respect of his troops and his king. But he couldn't do anything about his spot. Couldn't do anything about it. He was powerless. And Romans 5 tells me and you that we are powerless. When we were powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. When we admit we're powerless, we cannot do this now. We can change a bit. Stop swearing. Stop doing this. Could, you know, trying to be kind. We could, you know, you can try and do all sorts of things. But we're powerless to change what we are. This is Boris's problem, isn't it? the Boris's Boris is Boris. Do we Are we surprised, shocked when he does does something stupid and shoots himself in the foot? We're not. This is what he is, man. And unless Jesus saves him, this is how he's going to be. He might mask it. He might have advisors carefully tell him how to say things and how to approach things. But he can't change what he is and neither can you. When we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Now, Nehemiah, was powerless and ungodly, and I'm the same, and you were the same by nature, aren't we? This is what we are. Here we are. I remember a, a Christian fella taking a, an assembly, one of the best uh, assemblies in a primary school I've ever seen, because he could do magic tricks. He had this handkerchief. He started off. He said, "Oh, here's a, here's a typical day in a primary school child. Here's um uh." Carius, okay. Yes, Karius, a primary school child now. wakes up in the morning. she's in a bit of a bad mood. So he just shows the handkerchief, all white, one little black spot in the middle. see this she's in a bad mood with mum this morning, a bit disappointed. And then she's a bit impatient, and then she doesn't uh, tell tell the truth about some little thing she thinks about. And she said, soon, soon, and he holds the handkerchief up. Now he's only put it in his pocket and brought it out. Now there's about 10 spots on it, you know. And he keeps on telling the story about Caris's day. And soon the, the handkerchief plastered. And then he says about the cross. And he says how all those black spots of sin is laid upon Jesus. And he takes it out of his pocket and it's white again. It's all gone. I thought, what a tremendous illustration which I could do magic tricks. It was absolutely brilliant, never forgotten it. And that's what we need, isn't it? We need somebody to come and take away our guilt and take away our sin. I was listening to a song um, on the radio just this morning actually, from a distance. Nancy Griffith singing. There's harmony from a distance as, as God looks down on the world, you know, kind of thing. That's the, the song, it's a bit of rubbish, really. But from a distance, there's harmony, but it's only from a distance, isn't it? Is there harmony in Parliament? No. Is there harmony harmony between uh, Keir Starmer and Boris Johnson? No. Is there harmony within the Labour Party? No. Within the Conservatives? No. Something's wrong. Is there harmony in your life? with everybody meet? Does everybody shout that you're a wonderful person with anybody you meet? Are you a victim or a villain? You're both, aren't you? You cause trouble and other people cause trouble to you. I read Psalm 49 this week. No man can redeem the life of another. See, you can't forgive me. I can't forgive you in in, in enough to get to heaven. No man can redeem the life of another. The ransom for life is costly. No payment is ever enough. So if, I, if somebody's going to try and take away my sin, it can't be you. You can't take away my sin. I can't take away my own sin. I need a miracle. I need God. Naaman saw the first spot, and he knew this is bad news. This is trouble. He knew he couldn't do anything about it. Have you seen the spot of sin in your life? I read this morning, actually, in my quiet time, 1 Corinthians 6, a long list where Paul is telling the Corinthians, this is what you like, you know. And he hammers them, and then he says, but you were washed. And I could read that this morning and say, this is my story, see. I'm in that list. It's a pretty accurate description of me. But I've been washed. The spot has gone. Now, I met a man once. Only once. I have never met anybody like this. Every night... Before he went to bed, he gave himself marks out of 10 for how good he'd been that day. I can't think of anything more depressing, can you? Naaman is instructed to do one very simple thing. Obey God. Just obey God. That's all you've got to do. Do what he says. you just got to trust him. But I will... Washing in the river seven times as opposed to five make any difference. Why this river? Just trust him. That, that's all it is. You've got, you, and you just got to trust the Lord. It is that simple. You know, some of you have heard me tell the story of a mate I was in college with. Uh, and um, when I became a Christian, I didn't have the guts to meet him. I wrote him a letter explaining what had happened. He wrote me a very long, well-argued letter back saying why you would never, ever become a Christian. And then some years later, he asked me to take his father's funeral. And the following day, I went round to see him. And uh, I explained the gospel to him. And uh, he sobbed and sobbed and sobbed. And he put his hand on my shoulder and he said, oh, I wish I could believe. (laughs) I said, it's not wishing, man. It's not Peter Pan stuff. You just need to, you know, this is logical it's entirely logical it makes sense you know what you are you need to just put your hand up before god and say, i'm sorry that i am what i am will you change me will you forgive me will you save me now maybe you were sitting here listening on online and you're expecting whistles and bells and you've prayed and nothing nothing in inverted commas has happened but it's all about trusting the Lord. There may be extraordinary supernatural phenomena when you become a Christian, but there may not be. There, you know, there wasn't for, for Naaman. He just came out of the water. This is, all right, there we are then. I didn't feel anything then, did, did he? Was any any better than the sixth time? And then he looks and says, th- wow, it has happened. All that's required is to see your need. You need to be forgiven and to turn and trust the Lord Jesus Christ. See, without that, people are in church and uh, they're just religious. They like uh, the toy that somebody gets on, on Christmas morning and the batteries aren't included. And they got the toy, but they can't do anything with it. And that's religion. It's hopeless, deadly, boring. Remember C.S. Lewis's brilliant illustration? Let me finish with this. Eustace is a boy, but he's become a dragon, right? It's C.S. Lewis's wonderful allegory, no, of, uh, of Aslan, the Lord Jesus Christ, and so on. Here's Eustace. He's become an ugly dragon. He comes to his senses. He longs to be a boy again. He tries to scratch off the scaly skin. See the, the spots? He tries to scratch it off, but he can't. And then... Aslan said, Aslan, the picture of the Lord Jesus Christ says to him, You have to let me do it. And then Eustace records this The first tear that Aslan made was so deep, I thought it had gone right into my heart. And when he began to pull the skin off, it hurt so much. When Aslan had finished, he threw me into the water and it smarted like anything for a moment but after that it became perfectly delightful and i started splashing and swimming that's it that is it only one question have the spots gone the your spots of sin gone amen